This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina. And yes, you are about to learn a lot of new things, but most importantly, I'm super excited about today's episode, you guys. Uh, we actually have the Jacksonville Podcasters founders on this episode and this episode you would be able to actually see it on video and audio because gary which is the founder of studio podcast suites here in jacksonville florida was super duper nice to us and allowed us to actually use his studios for this interview we actually were able to connect while back on february even now it's november but COVID, you know how it puts everything on pause but long story short Blythe and Bart, they were able to join me on this awesome interview. We talk about the power of podcasting. We talk about the Jacksonville Podcasters group, how they had this awesome idea to get the podcasters of the city together. And now they're like the last event that we had, we had almost about 90 podcasters actually go ahead and join us. And Jacksonville, it is a big town, you guys, but they started from a small idea. So I just love when it's like small ideas and lunches to big things. So I definitely wanted them on the show. Now, Blythe, she is an entrepreneur. She does have her own uh, company as well as her own podcast. I will attach all her information in here as well as Bart. He is a marketing project manager and he has his podcast too. His podcast actually launched forever ago. It's one of the very first ones. We make fun of it on the podcast too because that's when podcasting wasn't even that cool and we are here today. So go ahead and check those podcasts out you guys i will definitely advise you to check blights if you wanted to see business current events uh, from an analytical standpoint she does a phenomenal job at it so go ahead and connect with her too tell them romina send you as well as if you are in the florida area you want to fully experience that studio that podcasting the mic the setup everything you want to have a full experience I will highly, highly, highly suggest you guys to get a hold of Studio Podcast Suites with Gary. You can tell him that either Romina sends you or the Jacksonville Podcasters Group sends you. Go ahead and do so. Even if it's just once in your lifetime, it's a full-on experience. It's phenomenal. You will feel like you're in the radio. You know, like you're talking to the radio channel. Highly, highly advised to do, you guys. So before we actually jump into today's interview, I also want to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to www.connectwithromina.com again www.connectwithromina.com go ahead and subscribe there guys we do have articles coming weekly we actually just launched an article about the positive effect of thinking to flip the penny for the next person for you so go ahead and do so and without losing any time enjoy the episode Okay, so hi everybody, welcome back to RM Podcast FL. As you can tell, we're actually in a studio today. It's very different. Um, studio Podcast Suites here in Jacksonville, Florida. Super excited to have the opportunity to come here. Definitely want to give a big shout out to Gary. And today I have the Jacksonville Podcasters founders. Hi guys, how hey. are y'all today? Hello, Doing hello, well. hello. <laughs> awesome, this is super nice studio, don't you like it? It's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm still speechless. This is an amazing space. I love it. I'm just going to keep asking you guys questions so we can stay here all day. 
Let's well, do it. <laughs> awesome. So I want to pass on mic to you first, Blythe. If you want to just want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you also have your own podcast, Bonjour. Yes. And also, what do you do full-time? Is your podcast your full-time gig? Tell us a little bit more. Well, I have been create. I've been a content creator for going on 10 years now, and I've done some sort of content, you know, blogging, vlogging, uh, got an opportunity to move into the space of professional broadcasting here at the local level. So I've de- I did that for a handful of years. And then about a year and a half ago, I stepped out and went on my own and started up my own business, uh, digitaldispatch.io. It's a website and marketing platform for trucking and logistics companies. And then I also have, I also, you know, just needed a creative outlet. So I started up bonjourwithblight.com, which was a transition from my sports radio background. So I, I kind of transferred my sports podcast into a more of an entrepreneurial lifestyle podcast. Nice. Weren't you in Dallas recently? Uh, was I, it in Dallas in oh Texas or what was that? A- Dallas. I was there for maybe, I think like a year and a half ago, maybe in Dallas. Uh, but I've, I've it's still free. I, I just looked at the video recently too. Cause oh. you were giving the presentation. Oh, oh yes. you're, you're probably thinking, um, maybe Atlanta. The, the, uh, oh, the I loved your outfit, first oh, off. thank you. Probably Atlanta. <laughs> I picked the outfit. He says Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Atlanta because I actually, for that outfit, I picked out the outfit before I even wrote my damn speech. So yeah, that was one of those things where I had to, I was like, how am I going to look Well, I saw that, the then. outfit and I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to see the rest of the interviews. You know? <laughs> yes, it worked. <laughs> then it definitely Tension worked. Tension grabbing. <laughs> but no, I've been, I, I think because of my sports background, I've been given a lot of opportunities, especially in the, the trucking and logistics space. Yeah. Just because sports, I think, are just such a, it's almost like a camaraderie. It's, it's, a, it's a great icebreaker. Um, it's a great way to bond with other people without really knowing them first. So I think it helped me sort of stand out in that, that you know, that freight network, which has been a, a really a, a blessing in disguise. Nice. That's awesome. How about you, Bart? Tell oh, us a little bit about yourself. My turn. Uh, my name is Bader Milligan. I host the Short Box podcast. I wish it was my full time, but it, it is not. Um, I am a. Uh, I work in marketing as a project manager uh, during the day. Um, what was the other questions? During the night, I'm a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, project manager by day, superhero podcaster by night. Um, so a little bit about the podcast, uh, the short box podcast, um, is Jacksonville, Florida's premier comic book and pop culture podcast. I've been doing it since 2012, uh, with, uh, with a wide, um, array of guests between friends and then, you know, uh, folks that I had on the show that became friends. So we've had a, um, uh, ever changing, um, uh, cast and, and, you know, right now I currently host a show with, uh, my, my, my good friend Cesar Cordero, Andrew Torres, Edmund Danzar and Ashley Lanny Hoy. Um, yeah, we talk about comic books. We talk about pop culture. Uh, we also have an emphasis on Jacksonville. So we'll have like local artists, uh, writers, creators, event planners, uh, photographers, etc. You know, we try to put a spotlight on Jacksonville as much as we do um, some of the other kind of nerdier topics. Nice. And didn't you guys, what was it recently that you guys did the TEDx? Uh, yeah, 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 that's FSJ? right. Uh, that was, I want to say it was either October or November, but we hosted December. the... December. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So we hosted the, uh, the, the TEDx unmasked, uh, panel, which was a panel, uh, discussion or Salone discussion on, um, comic books and, um, its impacts on pop culture as well as video games and, and, and whatnot. So we got to, um, host that, um, on, beh- in collaboration with TEDx FSCJ. 
That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I go great. to FSCJ, and when I saw that, I was like, that is oh, pretty same. awesome. Yeah. So I didn't know you guys by then because I ran through Jack's podcasters on the December oh, uh, meeting. Okay, wow. So it was right but around But then that I was like, time. hold on, he looks familiar. And then I was like, hold on, let me like do the whole connection. Because <laughs> you guys created Jacksonville Podcasters Group. Yeah, yes. the Jack's Podcasters Unite Group, yeah. How did that idea come by? Oh, um, so so the, the group had its first meetup in April 2018. I don't remember the exact date, but it was April 2018 at Space 42 where we had our first uh, meetup. And then from there, that's where the Jack's Podcasters Unite group was born. Uh, but its birth really was just um, the, the simple fact that I wanted to see how many podcasters would show up if I had put out the call for, um, for, a, for a meetup. I was going to every single artist lounge or every single artist lounge or meetup. I, I kind of uh, got a brain fart going on, but they had a similar um, kind of setup where every month they invited local artists to show up, network, kind of just collaborate, just talk and whatnot. And I was going to those a lot and they always had great turnout. Um, and I was just inspired by that um, to see if I could do it for podcasting. Cause I was just slowly meeting and hearing about more and more local Jacksonville podcasts. Yeah. And I was like, well, let me just, you know, put the call out. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Blythe and Ryan Paul Thompson uh, support me and help me out on that first one. And they've been, you know, great help with all of them. So, you know, they took, you know, just this kind of playful idea and helped me kind of make it something official. I'm in a project manager. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, thankfully, amongst all, I'm not even like the best planner in the group. I think I think between Blythe and Ryan, they both are great planners. I mean, Ryan has, has so many years experience of just like throwing events and having people to come together. And then, you know, Blythe has a great mind for like marketing and an organization. So, you know, I was, I was really lucky. Creation and everything. Yeah. Collaboration. That, and that's really what the goal of the group has always been about, has been about collaboration over competition. Because oh, we yeah. really wanted to to network with other podcasters. And I think I can speak for Botter when I say that that first event, to see that many people yeah. show up, that How was shocking. How many were the first event? I think close to... Um, uh, I, I want to say it That's was somewhere 30 people. No, no, oh, wow. a lot more. No, no, it was a lot more. It was, it was closer. It was in between 40 and 50. I just remember think I mean, all at once. I mean, well, I would also count to our, our we had some friends. Show oh, up yeah. too, so they're, they don't, I don't know that they yeah, count. Yeah. It's yeah. like podcasts. Right. The, the, the safety net, just in case of the event bails. It looks good in pictures because we got can like we, we have free group food and drinks. Yeah, Please show up, somebody. Yeah. That was you know that's always the terror Agreed, yeah. when you th when you have an event is like is anybody going to yeah. show up? And people, I did. mean, your friends might just start a podcast. It's a new thing, you know. Well, well we I say it's a new thing, but yours been since twenty twelve. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember, and, and that's why that first one was so eye opening. Cause it was like, man, I remember, you know, um, in 2012, 2013, those early years, I would tell people, yeah, I do a podcast and I would have to explain what, what is a, a podcast. <laughs> and, and, you know, Lord forbid if I had to show them how to like subscribe or get it. It's uh, that podcast. app on your phone that <laughs> well, you delete. Cause you're right. like, what yeah. is this? Well, and, and not only that, but there wasn't that many podcasts apps like there is now mm -hmm. i mean like spotify was still in its infancy it wasn't doing podcasts it was mainly just apple itunes etc but you know fast forward to 2018 to see you know close to 30 or 40 i think that's a safe bet people just show up and they all have podcasts they've all been doing it for various amount of years and it was like man i've never heard of you but this is awesome like you, yeah. you like the same stuff i do and then just to can see it continuously grow and and the amount of people that show up i mean like the different skill levels of people that are like hey i just Heard about the group. I'm interested in starting a podcast to, you know, I've been doing the podcast for a couple of years. I just need to, you know, learn something new to the, you know, um, to the 
to the other side of the extreme, which is I've been doing it for a hot minute. You know, I'm, I'm making, you know, some, some good leeway. I'm making money off it. I can teach, you know, everyone else something. It's, it's been really inspiring. Nice. And didn't we have the, uh, the first one was on February, the, for the first quarter, right? Oh. Before uh, the lovely, was, yeah, that was the last. That was almost like the last social event, I think, yeah. for us, for a lot of our friends yeah, too. That are, right. You know, a lot of the community w- was in February because mm-hmm. you had earned the the uh, the competition for that night and to, to be yeah, able to come to the so finally, Yeah, we're here, <laughs> so yeah, we're that? now in June, and so I think everybody wow. just kind of been in hibernation since. Yeah, then. we scheduled for like end of March, trying to get our, all our schedules, yep, and then yep, the yep, whole yep, yep. lockdown. Yeah, and then afterwards, like, you know, you, I was like, okay, let's reschedule it, guys. Yep. And Gary's been amazing and, like, being patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because 28, it was, yeah, like I said, April 2018 for the first one. And then that the remainder of that year was just kind of, we weren't really doing it quarterly. It was just like, uh, maybe we should do it now. But 2019 was the beginning of us saying, okay, every quarter we'll do one. And then the only one we've had this year has been, you know, that first quarter, February. But there were like, what was it like? I'd say probably like 80, 90 people. There was a, the that was week? our most every single, oh, and that's man. what's been wonderful. Yeah. Is yeah. Every yeah. single event, they've been gotten better and better, and not just by like the the amount of people that show up, but just the quality of the yeah. conversation. Like yeah. we have a few friends that still show up to them that don't have podcasts, and we barely have time to speak to them. It's They're like, like I know that you've been supporting now. us from the beginning, but yeah. we got a network. <laughs> 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 we don't need you. You guys. don't. Yeah. You don't got to play extra. There's still or free background. food over there. Yeah. We know why you're here. It's I mean, the guys at Buzzbrows have been amazing too though because they're allowing us their studios and everything yeah and and that's what has been really sort of i think eye-opening for a lot of people i i hosted with buzzsprout since 2014 and only recently learned that they were located in jacksonville a buddy of mine recommended them when i got started and he lives in cleveland ohio so it was it was kind of wonderful to be able to to know that this is a local company and they've really helped us grow not just with the you know allowing us to host the space but just getting the messaging out and networking with yeah. other podcasters and just taking it up a notch they, they've been super helpful well yeah. they, they gave us also the jacksonville podcasters they gave us tickets to go to Podfest. that too yeah, so I, when i and I, when i was down there i actually met a girl a stephanie nieto um she used to be the producer for the survivor show mm. um and now she has her own podcast in panama and whenever i introduce her to alban they're looking at her stats, and, and she's like, oh, my God, like, I actually get to meet, like, the people that run. <laughs> yeah. oh. yeah, I was like, cool. yeah, I was like, they're in, I felt cool. I was like, they're in Jacksonville. Like, <laughs> let me introduce you. But it's just so amazing because it's, like, connections after connection. Like, and yeah. you don't realize that the power of the podcasting, like, mm-hmm. what you'd be able to do or connect with or even just, like, I've done interviews over the years, and I'm like, over over one year will be soon, a couple of, couple of weeks will be a full year. But just the power of podcasting, it's its bananas, honestly. Yeah, my knee-jerk reaction real, uh, was almost, um, well, yeah, everyone's got a podcast. But uh, as much as, you know, I, I used to say it just to be kind of, like, you know, annoying, it, it's true and it's also, like, really eye-opening and inspiring because you never know who has a podcast, you know? Like, that's really cool that, you know, someone that works on Survivor decides to start their own podcast. Yeah. Like, think about, about all the stories or connections she has. Yeah, yeah, like she she quit Survivor and then she started a blog as anonymous and now she oh. has this podcast that 
everybody just loves. And I'm like, oh, I just want to listen. It's in Spanish, but I'm like, I want to listen to it just because. Like, right. That's cool. It's like the Calm app, you know, like you listen oh, and right, the way right. she talks. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you should you should do a contract event. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm serious. Take up ASMR, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think, um, to, to your point, I think we, we were talking in the car, like the first one was one of like the best ones. But I think getting uh, that first one at Buzzsprout was like the next, like, okay, this is the next level. This is the next, like, you know, sense of excitement. Because ever since meeting them, it was like just a well of um, inspiration, information, the collaboration, like how open they are. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, like, it's funny to hear, like, uh, your friend was, like, really excited to meet him. Oh, yeah. She's like, you know that? I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, hey, Alvin. Like, yeah, here. yeah. But, but for us, it's like. <laughs> she, like, loves it. She keeps bragging oh. about how much she loves her podcasting <laughs> host. And I'm like, that's here. Cool. That's, yeah, and, that's like, the people. They're, they're so approachable. Like, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and they're willing to help. Like, when we told them about this, like, they were all for it. And I think that's what kind of inspired us and gave us more fuel to keep, like, the meetups going and stuff. Yeah, and even when we go there, like, they're not like, do oh, you no, host with us? All. Right. If they, not, they don't even push their services. It's, no. it, they casually all. mention it, but it, it's definitely a, like a different I, approach than a lot of companies. Yeah, take. like I use a different one because, again, like my podcasting came as I was bored, hating my life. And I was like, I'm just I want to connect with people. I guess I'll just start a podcast, you know, interview people, find an excuse. And now where we're at, I'm like, what in the world is going on right That's now? Awesome. Like, but no, they didn't push it. Like, I'm using no. a completely mm-hmm. different album. Just mentioned it like once or twice. It's like, if you need help, like I can help you with that. He's like, but not at all pushy or nothing like that. Like, I just want to switch with them, just because. Right. Just because of their customer service. Like, my yeah. Albania podcast, like, I, I started with them. I have it with them. Which, in Albania, it's not even, like, a thing, a podcast. Like, not yet. Not yet. Soon. But uh, but it's my first <laughs> one. My my Albanian one is my first one. Aww. There's another one, but they talk about, like, it just, um like, a church mm. podcast. They're just, like, every Sunday they record it and put it there. Wait, so you're, like, literally the second podcast in, in Albania, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Hey, that's a good niche like, market. Yeah, I like, would market no. the hell out of that. It's so weird when <laughs> like I speak. Like the number old. one podcast in Albania. <laughs> no, dude, like when I record, I have to like keep re-recording because I like mumble. <laughs> like I'm forgetting how to speak proper Albanian. Like in English, I'm like, this comes so easy. In Albanian, I'm like lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, uh, what did you guys say though to like people that want to start a podcast because they want to get the ads and they want to get the income and they want to, you know, be the Joe Rogan. It's a rude awakening. There's <laughs> <laughs> some lofty goals that'll be humbled very quickly well, if they go into said. that uh, w- with that approach. And I, I think podcasting is a lot like other mediums where you, or you start out at a new social media platform, you start out with blogging, or you start out with you know YouTube. You're you're always going to start, and the numbers are going to be nothing. Yeah. You have to keep at it you have to keep going and even if you only get 10 listeners for your first podcast or even if you only get one and it's like your grandma listening you have to keep at it because otherwise you're never going to grow you're never going to get better and the only way you do get better is by getting the reps yeah and you got to be pa- i mean i think you already said passionate but like that's always my first go-to um word of advice to anyone because i mean ever since starting this group i think it's it's safe to say like we'll have folks come in that are interested in starting a podcast um uh they always ask the same thing all right like i want to start a podcast it's the number one question how do i make money and it's like well you gotta start creating first you gotta provide value yeah and i tell them like yo focus on the content because it's got to be something that you need to be able that you're passionate enough to talk about knowing that maybe no one is listening (laughs) like like those first years of recording the short (laughs) box like i did not know who was listening 
I, we really did it just out of like a passion and love and just like just wanting to be around each other and, and talk. So if you're going in with like that mindset of like this will be a quick buck, I'm going to make, you know, Buku, you know, get ad sponsors is a very slow process. Mm-hmm. Like just I think the, it, it took us. I mean, just in the last three years, we started getting sponsors, Yeah, you know, and that that was never our focal point. It took even more work to get in that business mindset. And it's not necessarily with a lot of podcasters. Like for me, I don't sell sponsorships for my podcast. What that, what podcasting does for me is it opens the door mm. to mm. other opportunities. And I think that that's, Thank you, you yeah. have to kind of put the, the, the value in your own mind of how, where does this, where do I want this to take me? Who can I use my podcast to, to get introductions yep. to, to have interviews on and, and be able to have a conversation with someone that it, especially for like an executive, like a lot of executives don't get asked to be interviewed on a podcast and Mm -hmm. if you can make that connection with somebody that is an additional person that's in a you know a high platform that you can then take I don't want to say take advantage of but that's a new connection it's a win-win situation for both of y'all they have something to promote and you have something to learn from them so it's a win-win situation I mean I got into radio and I had never broadcasted a day in my life and it was because I was a writer it was because I had a blog experience Mm -hmm. that it allowed me that pathway and that's usually from what I found out at a later date that's usually the path that most people in broadcasting take they start out as a writer then they get into radio and then they get into tv it's never the reverse so you have to you have to really be in the trenches creating that content for years before you're ever going to get you know an opportunity handed to you that is so true I mean just recently because so like when coronavirus hit for example which is like a whole different thing how, how did coronavirus treat you guys like are you guys locked at home going bananas like me at times? Um, no, I would say maybe at the beginning, but I feel like we kind of hit our stride pretty yeah. early because we had actually moved in together a month before yeah. Corona hit. So that was kind of a, an eye-opening like, oh, experience. You get to know each other when you move <laughs> very, in together, but it's very like quickly. On steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that go? You're still good. I yeah. I mean, it, 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 I know a, some relationships did not last. I feel like it's made us stronger. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How, how about work? Did you get busier? Yes, I did from just a, a tech standpoint. Um, at, I, and the only way I can sort of theorize this in my mind is that people have time now. So they're at home. They have mm-hmm. that concentration time. They know that, you know, a new website or a, a new marketing project has been on the back burner. They just haven't had that time to concentrate in the office. So when everybody is staying home, that's immediately when everybody wanted work done. So all this break time that a lot of people have experienced, it's been almost stressful. Not almost. It's definitely been stressful for me because I'm, I feel like I'm being overworked and I'm yeah. not enjoying this break time that everybody else seems to be getting. Which, which is awesome, though, but, like, an advice to all the business owners out there, don't leave this when a virus hits. Because if you're marketing, <laughs> like, if you've hired, if they hired you from the beginning, if you already had a marketing strategy and a website and everything, you could have came up with another strategy and actually up the sales at this time. No start from scratch. Well, and then... Because that's what my clients are, are like, struggling with, too, because it's like, oh, well, I, I need to do the, the website now since I have more time. I, I'm like, well, if we did this from the beginning a couple right. months ago and I told you, like... <laughs> We probably would have promoted your stuff better now. Everybody's plan should have been just thrown out the window at whenever Corona hit. It's goodness. But it's true, though. Like, the power of podcasting, honestly, it's amazing. Um, The best – I'm going to brag here for a second because I think this is really (laughs) awesome. The best interview – don't get mad to the other interviews, you guys. But I think it's pretty amazing to interview the FBI hostage negotiator. Oh, wow. You guys seen the – 
Here's my accent. Waco? Waco? Uh, Waco. Waco. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> half of that series, it's actually based on Gary Nosner's book. He was the FBI hostage negotiator. Oh. And he's been on the podcast. Huh. Nice. Congrats. I know. that they, like That's what talking about the power of podcasting, connecting with some amazing people like that. I'm like, I see the FBI building when we pass by. I'm like, this building is awesome, but I don't know nobody inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have do. one down the road here. Yeah, that's I'm true. Like, there is an FBI building in the area. That's the, But see, that's the type of value that, I, I, at least I personally, put above, like, the money making. Like, yeah. I, I, in my situation, at least, I have a full-time job. That FBI building when we pass by, I'm like, this building is awesome, but I don't know nobody inside. <laughs> Like, we have one down the road here. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There is an FBI building in the area. But see, that's the type of value that, at least I personally, put above, like, the money making. Like, in my situation, at least, I have a full-time job that pays the bills, that puts money in my pockets. The podcast, yeah, we make make some revenue, but for me, it's always been about the experience. Like, because of the podcast, I've gotten to interview, like, my favorite – some of my favorite writers, some of my favorite artists. I've gotten to, like, be invited to conventions to go, like, do panels. I've gotten to, you know, I mean, just a TEDx FSCJ thing. Like, you know, oh, yeah. leave a stamp in, like, my own city and, and help out and, and contribute. Like, those are ty- the type of um, – that's the type of value that I'm using the podcast for. You know, it's it, – It's not about yeah. money. It, it doesn't you. have yeah. to be just about money. No. It can be rewarding in a variety of different ways. Yeah, yeah. but it's also, like, if you want to do X thing and you don't find – the let's say you work corporate right and you don't find upper management you don't find the boss giving you the opportunity mm. make a podcast to show your skills mm. and just grab the mic and just talk what's in your mind i don't know like i'm leadership man- leadership management you know growth like in the business stuff so if somebody didn't provide me the opportunity i just got a mic and mm-hmm. start talking i'm like you don't want to hear me in the office well i guess i'll just <laughs> launch world wild and i think that's like, like uh, a I'll very show you. i think that's <laughs> a very uh, attractive um uh, aspect of podcasting is that it, it empowers your voice mm-hmm. when maybe you didn't you weren't too confident about it or yeah. it's like well who who would care to listen well i mean you never know that's the thing like we didn't think that anyone would care to listen to our you know conversations about comic books or music or any of that stuff but like just through staying um, uh, true to ourselves and, and like just you know leading with passion, um, like it, it gave. I know for me, it made me way more confident. Uh, just overall, but especially in talking and especially in interviews, like I, I firmly believe. I actually, I always give credit to the podcast for helping me land my job. Like it is always. I always put it on the podcast. I'm sorry, on the resume because I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the amount of work I've put in, um, and it's always a good like conversation to start. I've always been asked. So tell me about this podcast that you got here on your resume. It's usually the first thing they want to know about. It's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And and, and I think when um, you can show, you know, and you can break it down and explain the amount of time, work, effort, planning, like strategy that goes into it, like it's impressive because it's like, wow, you did this all on your own. You know, this is, you weren't getting paid for this. You just, you know, you were passionate. I think it shows, it puts a spotlight on drive, you know? Yeah, dedication and everything. Because it is a lot of hours. Like, the editing, oh, you yeah. have to listen to it. <laughs> I was up till like, midnight yesterday. <laughs> like, I wanted, I was like, I got to put this episode out for the, uh, and, and it's, like, at, at a certain point, like, it also becomes bigger than yourself. I know yeah. for me, it's like, no, I've got listeners out there that this means something to them. Like, we got an awesome email during, uh, speaking about, like, uh, everything going, uh, how things kind of shifted with the coronavirus and whatnot. Um, we had received an email like three weeks in from a listener that was like, man, 
this, your show, the fact that you guys are still putting out weekly content, like it's getting me through it, man. It's like he was going through some really rough, a really rough patch. I mean, he, and you know, he, he emailed us, told us everything. He was like, but you know what? Every week when I get to, I see a new episode pop up, man, it's, it gives me a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, damn, That's amazing. you know, mm-hmm. it becomes bigger than yourself, especially when you can build that relationship with, um, w- with your, your, your listenership. Sort yeah. of like how we were saying, like, um, you know, podcasting has opened, given you opportunities like the FBI agent. Like that's a, uh, how else would you have gotten that other than podcasting? Never. Probably dream about it, but that's about <laughs> it. Like read the book yeah. and it's like, this is awesome. I would love to meet mm. this person, but that's about it. I mean, for me, I know it's opened up doors as well, but it's also given me a a relationship with people I don't think I would have ever had the opportunity to, you know, have a friendship with. Doesn't it like it grows your confidence to a lot because you're like, I had just this idea and it just taking off right now. And and people are taking you serious. I think it was, I think my, I guess, path into podcasting was just a little bit different because I always had co-hosts to to play off of. And we were already doing a radio show. So what was the extra step on, on just taking that audio file and putting it up on to a podcast feed? So that's how I got started transitioning away from co-hosting to solo hosting was terrifying. It it was absolutely terrifying because here I am just talking and I'm like, is anybody even going to listen to this? But to to Botter's point, it was one of those things when you start getting feedback from people or when your friends start telling you, hey, my friend told me about your podcast. That's when it's like, oh my gosh, people actually listen. Like, wow, I guess I got to keep this thing going. So it was there, there, there was a big transition for me going and, and almost terrifying. Like it, it was, it was very um, I, I, just terrifying. It is, it's a good way to put it because you're sitting in front of a mic and you don't have anybody else to bounce ideas off of. It's just yourself. Yeah. But I learned very quickly. I can record an hour long show with no problem. Yeah. Just me talking. I got mad respect for solo <laughs> podcasters. Like it. Because that, that yeah, different you have other you have co-hosts. Yeah, we're, we're just on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have people on the Zoom, Survive but technically, yeah. when know? I'm dropping the ball, seventy five percent of the time, I can rely on the other three. <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> what about what do you guys think about uh, Joe Rogan itself? Like, do, what was the hundred million dollar deal mm-hmm. to move everything with Spotify? That's a big, big thing for the podcast world. I thought it was very interesting because within that two-week span, it was Joe Rogan going to Spotify, and then you also had the Caller Daddy fiasco that was going on or playing out in the public eye with um, just a couple co- I don't know if you guys know the background, but a couple of the co-hosts had a bit of a falling out. They tried to leave their their network with Barstool. They tried to go somewhere else. Um, But just during that whole two weeks, you really, it was almost like the first time that you saw the business side of Mm -hmm. podcasting creeping out. Like podcasts making headlines in like business journal Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. I mean, it definitely goes to show like, the where the ceiling for podcasts is and it's very very high and you 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 hear some of the numbers that were being talked i mean joe rogan 100 million and then you had these other two hosts that they had signed on to earn 70 grand a year which i mean living in new york it's kind of uh it's you know florida guys do you you would that that money that 70 grand would go a lot further of it is taxes i guess uh, with a lot of their their bonuses they started getting uh merch bonuses that's how they made a good majority of their money so yeah. it, hearing those sides of how they made their money, um, I thought was really interesting that it wasn't all just through ads. It was through all these different partnerships that they had. Yeah, but uh, I actually heard a uh, read an interview. Um, it was, sorry, I 
I saw a video when they're actually breaking down the Spotify, like how their stock changed. And within mm-hmm. 24 hours after they launched the news with Joe Rogan, Spotify itself had made close to $28 billion in 24 hours because wow. their stock yeah. went up so much. <laughs> and apparently they had taken the deal to to like Apple and to YouTube and they're just joked about it. They're like, yeah, it's not worth that much, man. Like, we're not going to beat that deal. YouTube is going to get hit very hard by Joe Rogan leaving. It, it is. It's, uh, I mean, that that gives such a big window to the podcast world. I feel like now that you have a podcast, you'd get more respected. So thanks, Joe Rogan, for it. But <laughs> I Absolutely. feel like you'd get a lot more respected because of it. Yeah, and Joe Rogan doesn't come off like a very flashy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I've always respected about him is that he just seems to, like, kind of keep his head down. And he just podcasts. He just talks. He looks like he just generally likes having people on talking having conversations and, and whatever. Like, he's never come off like, I'm doing this for the money, I'm chasing the money. It looked like this opportunity just came to him. I think Spotify just saw what he was doing with YouTube and figured, hey, we got to lock that down. And I think it also speaks to the transition for a lot of viewers who don't want to just read a headline, don't want to just be fed clickbait articles. They want a long-form discussion with experts within various different industries. And that's what he's always been really good at. Um, I don't know always. I've only really been listening or really watching on, on YouTube for a handful of years now, but I think he's been doing it, what, since 2009? Like the early, early days of podcasting when you really had to explain what the hell it was. Yeah. And I remember one of the best interviews that I've saw from him uh, on the YouTube videos, because I just let it play in the background. Me too. It was with Jocko Willick and Tulsi. I forgot her last name. Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. Um, There were both of them, and it was one of the best interviews that they actually talk about economy and, you know, diplomacy and the war. And it was like a three-hour long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why can't we, like, all the politicians just sit down and have a conversation? I think they're scared to have a long-form conversation like that. Like, I think think both of them are awesome. He Mm -hmm. comes from, you know, he was a U.S. Navy SEAL. He comes from that world. She's a vet herself. Like, they both talk about it. And it's interesting to see it from, like, the U.S. Navy SEAL and her perspective, mm-hmm. he's a consulting, and she's still, you know, like, she's in Hawaii, like, with the politics involved. It was just a very open, good conversation. I'm like, I would love to hear everybody talk like this. Absolutely. Especially yeah. all politicians. That, that would be fantastic to be able to hear their their in-depth thoughts around difficult subjects. Oh, yeah. You don't hear that now. Absolutely. Now, what is the biggest mistake that you guys made when you started podcasting? Because I know I can name a few. (laughs) Or like the biggest lessons, I would say. So if somebody's trying to start a podcast. Have a backup recording. Ooh. You never want to. I think one of my my first solo hosting, because when I was doing radio, I wanted to do more of like the entertainment. I wanted to talk more like nerdy stuff and that's not really a good fit for sports radio. So I did do some solo hosting, um, on a live streaming platform called bid chat. I don't even think they're still around. Um, but I remember recording a two hour show and no audio. I sat and I watched this video and I thought that I was just broadcasting (laughs) to the world and I had people calling in. It was that type of show. They were calling in to tell me that there was no audio. So it was a two-hour show <laughs> with no audio. I had nothing. And um, so, yeah, that would be probably my biggest piece of advice is test your audio before you record every single time. 
You probably thought that was a coolest show ever, too, though. You're it's like, two hours. I'm like, two hours. Can't wait to listen yes. back to this one. Right? Like, two hours. I pulled right. out a great show today. At least had a successful day today. Spotify, watch it. Yeah. I didn't even know until, like, the next day, too. I was like, wow. Oh, my mm. God. Um, that's, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. I think that's a good, uh, a good beginner one. I think I'm, I'm going to go, like, intermittent. Like, when you start seeing like some traction your your downloads your listener your listens are looking good um and you're ready to take it to that next level i know for uh, for at least you know for our team um and me specifically it took me too long to take it seriously and um invest in it more such as like uh whatever flyers cards like and and merch too you know especially um at least our style of, of show um, with it being, you know, about comic books and it being such a visual medium um, and, you know, kind of dealing with collectors, um, we should have had merch sooner. We should have had like a website up a lot sooner. Um, just like once we lock down the, hey, we've got a good show format, our sound sounds good. Um, I think we should have started investing in ourselves a little more as far as like marketing and, and getting like a, a brand established. Do you do you really think the a podcast needs a website though? Oh, I, I will let the the website <laughs> queen over here explain why. Yes, a hundred percent. You need a website because a website is one of the few places on the internet that you control. So your website and your email list, your social media accounts, you do not control them. Um, to an extent, you don't necessarily control the hosting for your your podcast either. As long as you control your content, which is your website, then that is the location where you can send all. All of that traffic because even nowadays like the analytics are getting better with podcasting especially with buzzsprout they just released i think a few months ago their their new analytics mm-hmm. platform which is fantastic it's probably one of the best in the game um but it's still a little limited you don't know where your listeners are coming from you don't know how long they're listening um you don't know if they're following you on social media with your website you can do all of that you can collect leads um i, I would say that the show notes has gotten a lot better um, with podcasting because you're able to add in hyperlinks now and things like that. Um, but you still, you, the SEO value isn't there yet. Um, but I would preach to the high heavens that you absolutely need a website. You don't need a fancy one, but you do need a place where your website lives, where you can send your listeners to so that they can contact you, they can reach out, yep. they can follow you on social media, they can just see what you're about. And that also gives you that added letter, I think that added layer of credibility that yep. if, if an advertiser is looking for, yeah. for a show like yours, they're going to go to Google, they're going to do a search. And so it that your website should be coming up when they're doing a search like that. And then you also get a chance to show off the, you know, like with Botter's website, we did that about, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. But with that website, we can show off the events that you've done in the past. If, you, if you're looking at a podcast feed of, like, recent shows, you're not necessarily going to get that same vibe. Yeah. yeah. But can't you fix it with SEOs, though? Can't you fix it? Because technically you're integrating from whatever podcast platform you're hosting, you integrate on your, on your website. But if you actually make a post about it and then hyperlink it to go to that episode, that would a- actually help on the search engine. Uh-oh. Well, the, the way I, I do for every ep- every single episode is that I make a blog post for it. And yeah. I still post the, the majority of the content that's in the show notes. I'll, I'll post that still in the blog post itself. But I'm doing it strictly for SEO value yep. and then also for just added value for the listener. If I'm on social media or if I'm on email or, or anything like that, I want to send that traffic to my website because I want to know 
I want to know where they're coming from. I want to know where to put my effort into. Should I still keep, you know, posting my shows to Instagram if I'm not getting any traffic, if I'm not getting listeners from there? Where should I spend my time more valuably? So here's something interesting that I that I've discovered because if I use like my Google Google Analytics for my website, it actually shows a lot more countries. It's like a hundred something countries, which I'm like, okay, I've never been there <laughs> compared to my actual podcast, mm-hmm. which actually, um, I'm glad you brought it up. Like you guys created the website and everything because that actually gives you a better idea of who's tracking, your, like who's looking at your website. Exactly. Who's looking. Because they might be lo- looking at your website, but on the podcast host, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily give you the actual correct country exactly. of where they're coming from. And they can do their best estimate, but Google Analytics is is the best in the game for a reason. They, they have the most, you know, analytic power, and it's free. So installing something like that onto your website, even if it's a very basic website, a, a lot of podcast players, they, they have the ability to have a player where it's all of your episodes or like five episodes. Um, but for every single show that I do, I have that single player episode. I post it to that. I always usually include a video in the podcast as well. So I'm I am sending my content wherever it's most convenient for my audience if they want to listen on youtube or if they want to watch on youtube there's an audio version of it as well and then they can also have the website as a resource for them yeah because i I mean even you know to go back to joe rogan i think joe rogan at the end of all of his episodes doesn't he promote it on his website as well i don't know if he does i might have yeah i might have misspoke but i I would imagine that somebody like like him has a website that's all encompassing of of everything he does because i really doubt youtube keeps any of his videos up anymore or or i don't stars on september and yes he actually does have a website for it but but i think like when we start talking about websites and podcasting that's that's down the road like 1400 episodes yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh no, he's he's been he, he's a he is he a podcast. Is, he, yeah, he, he ingrained is the, it. The, but but, but I think like when talking about websites and podcasts, I think that's down the road. I think when you, I think for all of us, we probably and once again, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but you definitely come to that fork in the road where it's like, okay, how much more time and money am I going to invest in doing this show? Um, and do, do I want to just keep it a hobby or do I want to make it something more? Yeah. And I think when you, if you decide to go with something more, something more, you know, a uh, business oriented, I think that's when you start really taking into consideration like, okay, it's time for me to make a website, like a dedicated like homepage that I can control, that I can uh, uh, make my own, you know? Because I, I think that yeah. was a big motivator too is that we wanted to do more events. We wanted to uh, secure more sponsors. And I, I mean... And a website is not in this day and age. It's not that hard to get one going. I mean, so why not? You, why not invest in WordPress? Because it sounds so it looks so overwhelming at first. Just use like Wix or Wix yeah. or Squarespace. Or, that yeah. those two platforms, you can have yeah. a website for for a very affordable rate, probably under a hundred yeah. bucks, and you own everything. Yeah, and get your domain and be mm-hmm. able to. Yeah, it's one. It's one more step in like that more. You know, uh, invest like when I was saying like invest in yourself. Like that's just that that's one more step of one more like ammo, like one more notch in your belt. That yeah, I'm I'm taking this professionally. And it's also it's a snapshot for other businesses that are a business. 
is, I think, in my opinion, is going to be quicker to go to your website than they are to listen to an episode. Yep. Oh, you yeah. have to sell yourself and you have to sell your podcast and your brand. And the website is the platform to do it because I don't know how many businesses are going to say, well, we need to we need to work with, you know, local content creators. I don't know that they're going to podcasting first. And I think that they're still going to search. They're still going to social and the website is the route. Yeah. I doubt they're sending you a, a, a DM or an IM on Facebook or something like, hey, want to work with you? They're probably going to email your whatever work, your website. Email. Right. And it's more of a, a professional approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life. And once you put it on LinkedIn, you put all like all the posts and your highlights features on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, like you do a whole synchronization of that. That's going to be a lot better. Now, I, I do have an, a question, though. Uh, recently, I got a comment on my own website that it looked like Gypsy, which I was like, OK, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> But uh, my question is, depending on the podcast, a lot of people like put a lot of pressure how the podcast website should look like. Like mine, for example, are mostly guest interviews. It's our generation, a little bit older generation that listen, l- listens to it. I don't put like consulting. Let me put a suit on and, you know, and look very professional while I have a public speaking. Like that's another, that's my business mm-hmm. website. But how how complicated or how professional should it be or should it be just simple and tr- you know like here's the message here's my main goal of the podcast i think the conversation has to be the root of everything that you create without the conversation nobody's going to listen past 15 seconds of your podcast and i you know audio quality i would say is is definitely very important but i think if if i've listened to shows that are recorded on a beach and you can hear the wind the entire time but it was a good show and i still listen to it yeah so i think the conversation and the content has to be at the forefront of of whatever you're doing whether it's blogging or vlogging or or podcasting what do you think about it? What life said. Second that. I guess just stay true to tr- true to your message. I mean, know what your message is and what your intent is, and, and stay true to it. I mean, for for us, I mean, we're talking about like pop culture, comic books, and, and things like that. Like, no, we're not. You know, all in businesses or uh, business suits on our website. Yeah. It's like, no, this is this is what you're going to get, and, and you know, we're going to give you the best product. Um, but yeah, we, we just stay true to ourselves. Authentic. To be, yeah. That, that phrase has been beaten over everybody's head over the past year, but it's for a reason. If, if you're not authentically yourself, mm-hmm. people can see through that pretty quickly. Yeah. That's true. What, uh, what do you think should be the budget, though, when you first start podcasting just on the mic itself mm-hmm. and like... Do you need to buy a brand new camera no. to use the under hundred bucks? You can record a show yeah, with you your can. cell phone. Hell, I think there's an app for it. Yeah, like a podcast or uh, I mean, Audacity. You know, you know, you can oh, use free, that. Yeah. And it's free. I use it. I still use. Look, they just updated, like, by the way, the I, voice I recorder updated. on an iPhone. You can record right yeah. there by a twenty dollar lapel mic off of Amazon. It, people will use the fear of equipment to stop them from getting started. Yeah. And and if you just go back to like my earlier point, that the, the content has to be at the forefront. If you have something to say, structure it in a, in a in a show format of however you want to say it, whether it's an interview guest or whether you're solo hosting, there are plenty of resources. Don't let that fear of equipment or that fear of hitting publish stop you. Yeah, just get your feet underneath you. Like at least get used to talking, hearing your own voice, um, like fiddling around with like certain settings. And then, like I said, like I, I, I firmly believe, like you just got to put some work in, and then you're gonna hit that fork in the road where it's like, okay, I feel comfortable. Now it's time to upgrade equipment. It's time to think about websites. It's time to think about merch. It's like you're gonna hit that fork in the road, but you got to put in like you I think I, I feel like you walk. yeah, I feel like I, I meet a lot of people that just want to do it all, and it's like 
man, no, I like, I'm still, I, I just now feel confident in giving you advice. Like, no, that's like, I would not just try to, it, it's too much to tra- take in, mm-hmm. you know, like you will, like, like, like life said, you will scare yourself out of it when you start thinking about every single part. And it just like podcasting at, at the heart of it is just people hopping on the mics and talking. You got to get the reps, whether yeah. no, whatever your creative field, you have to get the reps. And the only way you're going to get them is probably taking them yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I st- honestly, I still have a $20 Amazon mic. I think that's like the best one I bought. I actually bought like $150, like a big mic. And it's still to this day. I don't know what's wrong with it. I haven't <laughs> hooked it up correctly. <laughs> I've been using a blue Yeti mic for like the past four, no, three or four years. And I only recently, like during COVID, Botter helped me get, fix a lot of the audio issues that were wrong with I it. I feel like it's a whole different science and I'm not that tacky. Like I know how to record it and edit and all that, but I just want to like I think talk. That, I think that's why I'm starting to see, I've started to notice a trend. Like there's podcasters, folks that are hopping on the mics that are like the, the content creators, but I'm seeing like a, a large spike in editors like mm-hmm. people offering their podcast editing services for you I, which i think is, is i genius. do podcast editing yeah because i lot offer of, that for clients yeah. i have a i have three podcasts that i edit oh, nice. that, i mean that's it's a thing too like i never oh, yeah. thought i'd make money out of it i will cool. I, I will say that the thing i miss the most about doing radio is having a producer having yeah. somebody in your ear that you can bounce ideas off of that gets somebody on the phone that that's you know monitors breaking news yeah. and things like that i miss having a producer that's until I, I you know, persuade Botter to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually, yeah, it's, uh, and that's what we're talking about, the power of podcasting, because I know we're kind of jumping between little different topics, but the main topic of today is the power of podcasting alone, because, I mean, just because of editing and everything, mm-hmm. like, through the virus situation, I was able to get clients to edit their podcast, and I'm like, I do this for free for myself, like, I can do it for you. That's like, awesome. It's, but it's. People need to get started. Mm-hmm. I feel like people just overwhelm it and overthink it and just like, just do it, man. And it, it's tough. it is scary, but you can recognize that it's scary and still do it. I, I don't think I listened to my own voice on a show for like the first six months that I did radio. Really? I'm like, I no, as, as soon as I heard my voice, I'd shut it off. I listen to my voice. I'm like, why? Why are people listening to this weird <laughs> accent? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I catch myself mispronouncing stuff all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my ego is the size of, you know, a, a giant air balloon. So, yeah, <laughs> like when I first started, I was definitely listening back, um, mainly because I just really enjoyed recording with my friends. Um, but then as I got serious about podcasting, it was like, let me painstakingly nitpick everything about me. <laughs> like my voice, how stupid you sound. What type of question was that? Was that a joke? Um, but I think it made me a lot more aware and confident in speaking now. Mm. Now, yeah. like. I, I kind of speak with, I try to speak with intent, you know, I'm trying to, you know. That's, that's so true because you hear stuff. As like, I go silent. <laughs> <laughs> as I drop out. But, uh, yeah, listen What's to What's the yourself. weirdest things though? Like, because I would say like oh, absolutely man. all the time. Man, like, I, I, oh God, I. I'd say absolutely. What was my word? There was a phrase I kept saying. Like every other sentence. Drive me wild. Like I was surprised people weren't emailing. Or I would say beforehand. Like prior, yeah, instead I do of prior have, hand, I, I'd yeah. say beforehand. I caught myself that too. <laughs> but you, you know what? I There was a period where I was trying to be way too professional, and I think I was too stiff because I, I had let my own perception of myself get to me. 
But no one else cared. I mean, like, we weren't getting emails saying, yo, Bob, that was a shitty, like, <laughs> sorry, that was a crap That's joke. Okay, you can cuss that, was, that was a terrible <laughs> joke or something, you know? But, um, and you, you ruined my day, man. <laughs> yeah, like, no one cared. It was like, that's what I'm saying with podcasting. Like, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like, you know, like I said, you're going to get to that point where if you decide to go serious and take it professional, yeah, then you're going, it's going to be feel like a job yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, you will get people that will yeah, but come like, down on you. Yeah, but like in the beginning, just record. Just record, like get your, like like Blaise I'm saying, like reps and, and learn from that. Get stronger from that. What was, uh, what was your thing that like, you keep repeating or? Um... Because you say you didn't listen to yourself. At well, first. I I don't think I know there's words that I repeat, but I think it it goes in phases where it's like one word and then I'll repeat it for one show and then it doesn't happen again. I I think that's more of of what happens to me. Probably, yeah, definitely. I feel like we overanalyze our, ourselves, mm-hmm. like, and the way we speak too, though, because you might have somebody listen to it, be like, "This sounds amazing," and you're like, "No, it does not." Like. What's wrong with you? I still have those moments where I'll do a recording, especially when I made the transition to solo hosting, uh, where I would record and then I send it all off to my editor. And then the moment that you press play to watch it or listen to it, that's Mm -hmm. like the moment of intensity. It was like, oh, oh." (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, it it wasn't that bad. I think I just built the fear up in in my head. Always. I'm in the middle of recording. I'm like, I sound so stupid. <laughs> but then listening back, you're like, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Good job. I mean, that happens to me, too, on, like, Zoom Zoom calls. Because I'll, like, I'll ask a question. I'll be like, da, 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 da. I'm editing this out. I'll be like, excuse me for a moment. Like, I use that car nonstop. That's the, that's the other thing, too. You can edit it. Like, you don't need to keep mm-hmm. everything. I think when I started, I just did not want to edit because I was too afraid. So I just kept everything. And it was just, I'm sure some of the old oh ones are gosh. so cringe. Speaking of which, I still have audio files, uh, like going back to 2014 of before we edited it out. Because it was a live show, live radio show, so we had commercial breaks. And during the commercial breaks, I kept those in. <laughs> but on the feed that I was recording it from, you don't hear the commercial. So all you have is just like six minutes of dead air and... And then the show comes back on. So, um, yeah, there, there's still some shows. I, I can't delete them, though. I'm just going to keep them at live. It's a, it's a learning experience in time. That's the other thing about podcasting I've been thinking a lot lately is, like, this is something that I can look back on. Like, when, when I – sometimes when I look back at show notes and I'm looking at certain episodes uh, – actually, for example, um, la- like, two Sundays ago, we usually record on Sundays, we had a buddy come on. Uh, he's been on, he's been like a, um, a guest co-host a lot of times, but it was his last day in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were recording, I was, I was like, yo, you used to email us a lot. Like that's how we kind of got to know him was he was emailing the show a lot cause he loved the show. And then eventually we met him, really liked him, started hanging out, just grew a genuine friendship. We'd invite him on the show, but I was trying to find his first email and I found it. It was from like, uh, I think 2016. So it was cool to read that email, and then I kind of knew what episode, let, like his first one, was mm-hmm. on. So it's like it's kind of a cool memory book, uh, or um, time capsule. Thank you, time. Thank, that's the word. That, it's a great time capsule because every now and then I'll think about a guest I had on. I was like, oh yeah, that was this year, and this came out. I was going through this or whatever this was going on. So to think about like I'm building this time capsule that you know wherever this podcast goes. At least I can look, I have something to look back mm-hmm. and like genuinely probably hear literally the growth, you know, my growth. Do you guys think podcasting is going to kill the radio though? Like 20, 30 years down the road? Nah, I, I think because 50. I, I think that's a different audience. Like people who listen to the radio are 
probably listen to it for different reasons to get like local news. Uh, think about like when there's a storm or something, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably tuning into the radio to find out what bridges are closing, what's going on. You're yeah, not I'm not telling to- you that on my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, the local news aspect when something yeah. is coming or, or going mm-hmm. on, that's when I like think real that time. it's, it's, it's that real time. the most powerful. Um, but as far as maybe just like listening to music, I do think those habits have already yeah. started shifting, yeah. have already started changing. I think the future of radio as in you get in your car and you turn on a radio station i think is going to move more into syndication probably syndication of podcasts um but i do think there's absolutely still a place for local radio especially from a sports and news perspective because that no one is going to be able to give you that 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 view unless you're a local yeah and i mean if a game is live and everything too you can listen like i remember one time it was the final of the world cup like I could not see it on TV, so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you can do this on radio. Yep. This is kind of cool. Play by play. Yeah, but uh, that also it's great, though, because kind of shifting everything to the podcast and everything, like, you have ads, you have, you know, promotions mm-hmm. you, you can run on your own podcast. That's when the money starts kind of changing direction a little bit more and more towards your podcast. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm noticing more and more radio shows, or, or I'm sorry, radio, uh, yeah, radio companies are you know, incorporating podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't think they'll die because I think some I mean, of them NPR, are. You have to embrace yeah, some it. Of them, some of them are smartening up, like to NPR follow is pretty the trend. great, like but what they're doing with their podcasting and stuff. Like, those are some of the best podcasts. Well, like, yeah. I, I think it's a different approach because it, from a local radio perspective, there's they don't see the money in it yet, and right mm-hmm. now yeah. that's very much uh, you have to survive as far as like being a local. If you're a news company, you know even some of the local news companies here, they're they're not doing as well because mm-hmm. they're getting bought out by larger companies. It's becoming less and less local, so the local stations do have to sort of lean on other local creators in order to get that local feel and and i'm i'm not 100 percent sure that the, the model that a lot of old school radio executives have been in for so long i it that model doesn't exist anymore you have to embrace podcasting i, I remember going to 1010 and and saying hey, we have to have a podcast they didn't have any podcasting whatsoever it's a sports radio station like people want to listen to radio shows they're not in their car all day to listen to these shows you got to be able to put them on a podcast feed and so i begged them and they gave me the show file after every show and that's what i ended up putting up in the podcast feed yeah because at first they would have like the app and stuff you can kind of listen to it if you're not but it's still but it's not still as convenient live. it's and it's yeah. one of those things like you're working a job you can't listen to radio all i, I mean a few lucky people maybe you work in construction or something or or, or outside so you don't want to just see the highlights <laughs> you just want to kind of you know see every, like listen to everything right Oh goodness! Well, I feel like to, <laughs> I feel like we kind of actually talked about a lot of topics, but we touched really good on the part of podcasting itself. I mean, we I want to kind of go back to the Jacksonville podcast. Are we going to have like a a conference or like how big are we going to get this group? That's what we were actually. Yeah. We've been stewing over Ooh, this over us, the last sort of a few something. months. <laughs> it's like, well, what? Uh, because there is, I, would, I don't want to say that pressure, but there is kind of a pressure of like, how do we continue to make these events interesting? How do mm-hmm. we keep getting, because there is, I, would, I don't want to say that pressure, but there is kind of a pressure of like, how do we continue to make these events interesting? How do mm-hmm. we keep getting, you know, building that bridge uh, further and further and, and connecting more people as this medium grows and as Jacksonville grows? 
I think there there are some talks with having you know a possibly a local conference, um, Jexcon, ha- whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> but then uh, you're taking up, the, I think that education level, education and networking, I think is always going to be the goal of, of yeah. any event, whether mm-hmm. we have five people or whether we have five hundred. Um, so, but it's just figuring out what that's going to look like, especially in you know this COVID world. We're probably not going to be able to hold events like that, you know, in, in the near future. Um, but I think we, we've definitely talked about, you know, what, what is the next level up? And I, I think it, it makes sense. Yeah. But I think, I, I think I also wonder how many like Jacksonville people like actually open a podcast during COVID too. So mm. that's true too. I, I, you know, it's going to grow what, even yeah. more. That's, that's, that would have been the opportunity for a lot of people to get started. And it was during COVID. Good point. Yeah. Opportunity is still perfect. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all, if, if, you if you're one, a content yeah. creator, that that's another thing. Like, don't just because a lot of people already have a podcast, or a lot of people already have a blog, or a lot of people are already on YouTube and social media. Don't let this stop you. Like, you have a, your own unique voice, and mm-hmm. that's why people are coming to listen because they want to hear your unique voice. Yeah. Any last advice you guys would love to give to the podcasters? Somebody who's trying to open a podcast, but again, if you're trying to open a podcast straight up for profit, guys, um, I've said it before: <laughs> just work as an Uber driver for a couple hours, you'll make more money. Yeah, you work as an Uber driver. I mean, I'm not kidding. It might take no, you like two to three yeah. hours. You can get business um, cards with your podcast on it, and throw it in that little. Ooh. You with know? the mints. Yes. And I could mints. Hey. Um, <laughs> or do Uber Eats and just throw it in their bag, too. I think. Hey, enjoy uh, the food and listen right. to my podcast. <laughs> I will say podcasting in this day and age is so easy to get into and start. And the amount of resources out there is plentiful. Um, uh, I mean, really, one of the first steps you do with podcasting is finding a podcasting host. And a lot of those hosts that I've noticed, and I can only really speak for Buzzsprout, but I, I have people like other podcast hosts. They have a lot of resources on their website, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, Buzzsprout, Lipson, uh, Burberry, I think is the other one. Blue, Blueberry yeah, or I said some, Burberry. something like that. <laughs> but I think there's just so many resources out there. And there's so many avenues, too, whether if you want to do an, a strictly audio podcast or do something like a YouTube series. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not that there's that line of delineation is pretty great for the most part. Um, I think just jump into it. You know, be a sponge, absorb as much as you can, get ready to fail and stumble and, and feel awkward and, and feel like there's, you know, no point in doing it, but just, just give it a shot. Like I said, you're going to get to that point where it's going to either get really fun or you just lose interest and that's fine too. True. Very true. Hit publish. That's my, my number one piece yeah. of advice. Hit, hit publish. publish. It's very scary. That's to, a to lot do. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very scary to do once you, you've recorded it. The recording is the easy part. Yeah. It's the, the fear of, of sending it out to people and what are people going to think and how am I going to do this? And uh, hitting publish is probably the biggest hurdle. What is it that you, you told me once you said, uh, if you're waiting for perfection, it'll never you're gonna come. You're going to be waiting for a long waiting time. Waiting for a long time. Yeah. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Jab, jab, hook kind of deal to like, just throw the information out there. doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Like what would be the ideal, but just throw the information out there. You don't know what you can get in back. So it's, you'll, you'll either find an excuse or you'll find a way. And I mean, I, I add one more thing. Um, listen to the podcast or whatever shows that you like and like, see what they do. Like, mm-hmm. why do you like them? Why do you tune in every week? Good like point. what, what are elements? Cause I, I know when I was starting, I just, I was listening to a few podcasts and I would just be like, okay, I really like their segment. Mm-hmm. How can I make that my own? I really like how they do this. How can I make it my own? And I think that's an important question that you got to ask True. yourself. How do you make it your own? Cause it's, you know, you could easily just kind of copy the idea, but make it your own. So that way you, 
establish that unique voice, and that's how people keep coming back. Nice. Thank you. And if I can add one more thing to that, just make a schedule also. If mm. you're going to try to oh, do, man. like, a weekly or bi-weekly. Yeah, good point. Like, make a schedule. It's very, very important. Like, mm-hmm. I've been guilty of, like, missing episodes before because I slacked on the episodes or I lost my voice one time, so I couldn't mm. do nothing for two weeks. So make a schedule and edit. Don't leave it last minute, there especially you if you want to be consistent. Yeah. That's, well that's huge. Well said. Now, the very last question of every episode that we have here um, and whoever wants to answer this first, um, this is one of my favorite questions, too. <laughs> well, before I go there, hello, I forgot. Where can people get a hold of you guys? Where can people connect with you? Sure. I, I'm on all the social media platforms at Blythe Brum. Um, well, except Twitter. I deactivated for a little while. Um, but <laughs> Instagram, uh, you can go to my website, bonjourwithblythe.com. That has my podcast on there and, and links to you know all the other work that I do. And... The Short Box Podcast is available on most podcast apps, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, et cetera. Just search for the Short Box. That's three words. And then we're all over social media as Short Box Jacks or the Short Box. Or you can go to our website, and- shortboxjacks.com. <laughs> J-A-X. J-A-X. Okay. Last question. Whoever wants to get this. What is your personal definition of success? That's a good one. Hmm. Goodness. I, I I think for me, being an entrepreneur is being self-sustainable. That's my definition of success. Um, Happiness without regret. Oh, I like that too. Just thought about it. <laughs> I've seen it on a, on a candy wrapper. It's like, you love Good it. job, Snapple. Yeah, happiness without regret. He's going to catch this clip the puck and be like, here's my definition. Yeah. Well, I always ask that last question because I feel like everybody's trying to like be successful and achieve a success definition that somebody else might have made it for them. And I think it's important to kind of define our own successful stage or what we define as success. So this way we can just do what we like and what we think is awesome. So thank you. And thank you both of you guys yeah, for you. being thank here. Thank you for having us. I definitely want to thank Studio Podcast Suites here in Jacks, Florida. Yes. I will actually, hello, like you have the whole fire here. Um, back in the back, they actually have a screen, you guys, on a picture. I look so much younger there and um, much skinnier, but let's forget about that part. <laughs> it's the COVID. COVID did it to us all. Yes, we're going to blame COVID. Oh, there we go. So we said it. The screen just zoomed into the whole thing. So now you can definitely tell. <laughs> Well, I'll attach all the information for both of our guests today, as well as for the podcast with here in Jacksonville, Florida. So you definitely should come here. Tell Gary Romina send you or Jacksonville Podcaster Group send you guys. So this way you can definitely go ahead and reserve the studio. Um, the camera is really awesome. We love the camera because it keeps moving. Like if I like wave, it like moves where I go kind of thing. Like hey. we're just going to play that. Hey, it's not recognizing me, though. It starts no. smoking, Willie. All right, all right, stop. <laughs> Too I, much movement. I think because your face is on the profile more. Now, okay, so if you look at it and then wave, it actually, wave. there you go. Yeah. Because, like, if it's on the profile, it needs to catch the eyes. Oh, right, right. It's the eyes, Chico. <laughs> all in Dang, the a eyes. Scarface reference, too? <laughs> nice. That's a good way to ra- round out this episode. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, podcasting, guys. <laughs> and we're just going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you so so much, guys, for tuning in. Oh, okay. I, can I add, real quick, yeah. if uh, you would like to join the Jax Podcasters mm. Unite group and you're here in Jacksonville, Florida, 
or really just or in, 50 in a, miles away yeah, yeah, just in, wanted in, to in the drive. northeast florida area there you go <laughs> <laughs> or the north florida. florida area or south go. georgia <laughs> there you go look um look jax podcasters unite it should show up it's private Send a um uh, um what what is it just a request? Yeah, member request. And more than likely, we'll just approve it. Yeah, <laughs> we should don't, get better don't at spam the group. Yeah, we should get better at screening. But yeah, so Jack's Podcasters Unite Facebook group page. Thank you, Ramon. Awesome. And if anything, like you, they can send you a message on the social media so they cannot find yes. it or yes. anything like that. Absolutely. So. Awesome. Are we not forgetting anything? Right? We mentioned everything. No, that's it. So. Oh, that's it on my part. That's that's it for me. That's it. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so guys, so much, guys, for investing your time listening to RM Podcast FL. Today's episode was awesome. was a lot of fun. Thank you again, Gary, for welcoming us to your studio. And hope everybody has a blessed day. Bye.